True Achievements Podcast, episode 63, and I'm joined today by Jack. Hello. And Dave. Hello. And uh, it's good to be back. had a little little break last week, uh, which was nice. Yeah, a little, little family time, which was lovely. But I've made up for it in spades this week by working all the hours constants to do leaderboards, which we'll come on to in a little bit. Um, let's quickly talk about our ID streams from last week, Jack. Mm. So you started with 88 Heroes, which I've heard quite a lot of good things about. Yeah, so this was on Friday afternoon, so after we'd recorded that last pod. But it was a really weird game. So it was a platformer, and it was kind of kept from point A to point B. But there are 88 different characters in the game, and whenever you die, it randomly gives you another character. And the character, each character you, um, has a different ability or sometimes no ability at all so it's just moving left and right and jumping and trying to get through the level um, so you don't know when it starts what powers you're going to have yeah exactly and you if you die you respawn at the start of level again just as a different hero um, there's one mode that's randomised there's one mode where you can pick six different heroes and you kind of iterate through those Okay. as you die um, it was really fun when the characters had some really bizarre powers. Like um, there was a lot of them were based on other games, other existing games, but kind of you know the semi-close likenesses, so they can get away oh, with okay. it. Yeah. So there were ninja inspired by other games, mm-hmm. rather than teenage mutant ninja turtles, there were teenage mutant ninja armadillos. Okay, um, I wonder where they came up with that. <laughs> slightly different names, but um, one of the, those people's abilities was to eat pizza, which didn't Excellent. help you at all. It just got you points. Um, there was another character where they had a ladder. You could push X to put the ladder down and climb out of the level and then wander across the top of it to bypass sections. Wow. But you had to pick your ladder back up afterwards. <laughs> Crazy. So you um you did quite well on the achievements. Yeah, through achievements, I was really good actually. Um, a lot of the achievements for doing things that were multiples of eight, so kind of eight deaths, okay. eighty-eight deaths, players all eighty-eight characters. I'd have been good at that one. Mm. Mm-hmm. I've no problem with the deaths one. So uh, yeah, I think this game um, announced itself with eighty-eight screenshots as well. So yes. uh, they love they love their eighty-eights. Okay. Uh, would you recommend? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely recommend. Cool. Okay, on Monday you played Worlds of Magic Planar Conquest. Ooh, so this one wasn't really my cup of tea. Um, It was a turn-based strategy game, and it was very kind of long-winded. So you started off, you had a town, um, you had to balance the population of your town. As you got more people, you had to make sure you had enough food. You had taxes you could raise for them, you had... um, units and like armies that you could build uh, you had to go out and explore the map uh, other enemies would be taking turns while you were playing so you had to watch out for other factions and kind of try and take over the world I suppose okay um, it was it was okay uh, it got a couple of achievements in it quite quickly but it'd be very difficult for the 1000 or very time consuming for the 1000 gamer score um, and you have a weird glitch as well. Yeah, well, the one thing that was really annoying, I started for quick mode and spent 40 minutes on an island. Um, I couldn't get enough resources to build a ship, so I couldn't get off the island because it was fully surrounded by water. And it, it just didn't leave me with a good impression at that point. And then I like started design. another level, another kind of quick mode, and got a totally different setup, and it was much better. I could actually wander around the map and do things. But... Weird. Okay, that seems like a flaw. So if you do uh, spawn on an island in that game, restart, because it will drive you nuts. Yep. Okay, then we had Has Been Heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about that one. This was the... Um, it was another... It was kind of turn-based, but with some time playing in the background. And you had three lane. You're in charge of three characters, and each of them were in different lanes. So from the top of the screen, you had three lanes going down, and one character could be in one lane at any one time. Enemies came on from the right hand side of the screen, and you had to um, control your characters, uh, control each lane independently to attack those enemies. But when one of your characters was forward attacking an enemy, you could then switch the other characters into that lane and 
kind of yeah. switch back and forth. It was a little bit weird to start with. It felt very clunky to start it was, with. Watching it from sitting next to you, it looked so complicated. But by the end of it, you, <laughs> you were really uh, flipping lanes like nobody's business. It was quite impressive to watch. Yeah. So it definitely sped up towards the end, but um, achievement-wise, we didn't get too many in it, and a lot of it was for replaying, but we played for half of the game in our first yeah. attempt. I was going to say, decent progress in it, but mm. very few achievements. Very few achievements, but there's a lot of stuff to unlock in it, so we only had three heroes throughout our session we were playing, but it looked like for about 28 or so that you could unlock. Wow, okay. Which is quite mental. Yeah, plenty of uh, mm. plenty of playability. And was this this was the game which had the achievements for redoing the same, completing the game like nine times? Yes. It was, so you it had to complete the game it once, once it three, three times. Three times. Yeah. Each one was a different achievement. It was pretty crazy. Um, and it was the one that chucked orbs at you, wasn't it? So you got souls that went into orbs, and there was lots of achievements tied to mm-hmm. uh, filling filling your orb uh, with souls. <laughs> But yeah, I think it would be quite grindy to finish the whole thing, because I thought you were pretty good at it, but two achievements for 30 games scoring the hour was not was not much of a bounty. No. Okay, let's move on to what I probably would assume is the highlight of both of our weeks, mm-hmm. which was Snake Pass, uh, which is a 3D platformer where you control a snake, as the name suggests, and... Because you're controlling a snake, the controls are slightly interesting. They're a bit, bit different to normal. You have to uh, weave your way forward, so you're sort of left and left and right on the um, analog stick while you're holding the right trigger to move forwards, and you have to snake through the grass uh, to move forwards, which is quite cool. Um, the con- the camera control was independent, so that was on the left stick, which I struggled with a little bit. Um, being a snake, you're sort of bound to the floor unless you have stuff you can wrap yourself around to climb up there are loads of levels each level the objectives are to um, collect blue doobries <laughs> the official term for them <laughs> the little blue blobs that are scattered around the level I think there was 25 on each level maybe uh-huh. 30 um, and some of them I mean it starts off I think the first level was relatively easy, but almost straight away on level two, they start putting these orbs in pretty hard to reach places and um, tuck them away, uh, mm. like underneath, like little crevices in the water. And there's a couple of uh, the coins as well that you could yeah. collect, weren't there? And some of those five coins on each level map. Yeah, and you had to sort of curl yourself around like bits of tree trunk that was sticking out the side mm. of the map. Um, and if you fell off the map, you died and went back to the previous checkpoint. Um, you also had to collect three sort of keystones, which opened up the gate to the end of the level. So you could just go and do the level by unlocking the three, by getting the three keystones and going straight to the exit. But we we spent some time trying to collect all the bits on the way. Um, really enjoyable. I, I struggled a little bit with the controls to start with because when you're moving left, it's not from the snake's perspective. It's from the camera's perspective. So I found that slightly weird to get used to. Um, normally when you're controlling something in 3D, when it moves, you know, you press forward and it goes forward from its point of view. But this wasn't. It was from the camera's point of view, which I found slightly odd. Uh, plus the camera, as I say, moves independently, which made it a little bit tricky. But once you got the hang of the climbing um, mechanic, which was which took a bit of getting used to, um, the game really opened up. Uh, really nice graphical style, reminded me sort of... Uh, it was quite Viva Mariari. Mari. Yeah, Viva Pinar, sort of nice, colourful, bright, um, foresty areas, as you'd expect for a snake game. But yeah, really cool, really enjoyable. And um, I think we really only scratched the surface. We got seven achievements for 125Gs. Um, but it looked like there was quite a lot of replayability. Apparently, you unlock um, more powers for your snake mm-hmm. further through further through the game you get. Uh, but I really enjoyed it, I thought it was excellent. What what was your take? Yeah, no, I uh, definitely agree with that. And I think the control scheme, as you said, it felt a little bit awkward at first, but as soon as it kind of clicked in your head, mm. you're just kind of snaking about all over the place, and it was uh, no issue at all. But yeah, it was really good and really um, fun as well. It's one of the uh, kind of most uh, not bizarre uses of a control scheme I've used, I've seen. But um, yeah, it was definitely unusual. I've never played yeah. a game like it. Definitely. Which controls in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so check it out. Definitely check that one out. And then yesterday we played Thimbleweed Park. Mm-hmm. So this uh, is 
I think people in the chat were saying it was Ron Gilbert, and I believe he had some involvement with the Secret of Monkey Island games back in the day. Oh, uh, yes. Um, so it was, it was pretty much like The Secret of Monkey Island, but rather than pirate-themed, it was sci-fi-themed, and it was a bit of a rip-off of Mulder and Scully from The X-Files. Mm-hmm. So you've kind of ended up in the middle of a town, you're investigating something that's happened, kind of piecing together clues as you uh, go through. Um, so it's the old-school old point-and-click control, so you had your interactions at the bottom left-hand side of the screen, and then an inventory on the bottom right-hand side. You could walk around the um, play area of the top, which was the environment, and kind of pick things up as you were going. And then you'd have to... Um, for example, uh, you pick up a like a clown nose at one point, and then you could use the clown nose with yourself to put it on. Um, there was money you could pick up, so then you could use the money with another person. So it had kind of simple interactions and complex interactions, but it played uh, really well, and it was um, some really good humour in it as well. I was going to talk about the humour. So there's lots of... I was I was trying to work away on the leaderboard stuff while Jack was playing this. All I could hear was just this clown just constantly shouting and swearing, but it was all beeped out, so it was just a stream of beeps just, like, going off in my head. It was, like, really difficult to concentrate. Uh, but it was. I imagine it was funnier to play because I was getting quite annoyed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it was... Uh, that was one of the flashbacks. So you start off as a character, then something happens to the character, then suddenly you're controlling two characters... Um, but it's quite nice because the, char- the two characters you control are independent, so you could kind of keep one in one area of the map and keep one in the other area, and you wouldn't have to walk between those constantly, so it wasn't a lot of kind of tracking about. You could just use the left and right triggers to jump between them instantly. Okay. Um, but it's just kind of going around the town, learning the mystery of what's happened, talking to people, interacting with people, but okay. quite good fun. You got three achievements for 45G, so mm-hmm. you think it would be quite a tr- tricky completion? Well, not um, tricky, but long. I think with a guide, you'd be, uh, it'd be pretty quick. Okay. Um, we expect to have guides up soon. Um, let's move on to what we've been playing. Uh, we've, by, or we've all been playing a ton of games this week for GTOSC, so we won't talk about all the stuff we talked about before. But Dave, uh, you've got a couple of games you definitely want to talk about. Yeah, so I uh, did the... Um Latest Rocket League update, I think it's called Trap Shot, is it? Mm-hmm. I think that's the name of it. Quite a fun little mode. It's like um, breakout, like the floor. You, you you kind of charge the ball, hit hit the when it hits the floor, it'll kind of. I think it takes a couple of hits, but like you'll see the floor changing and then eventually disappear. Mm-hmm. So, but you can still drive over it. So, so you you still drive over the area. So it's not like you fall through the map. But the aim is to sort of like break the floor, then get the ball through to score the goal. Okay. Look like quite a fun mode. The only thing is, though, the, the easiest way to get the achievements is just to play it on your own against no bots <laughs> or anything. So okay. I didn't get the, the, probably the best experience of it, but it did, it, it did look like a quite cool little mode, and I really like how they keep adding these free. Yeah, I mean, how many, how many, how many, that game just keeps on growing. Giving, yeah, yeah. It's almost every month there's new achievements. So we're up to 58. Uh, achievements now for the whole game, and then I imagine the ratios were pretty hefty on the ones that you just earned. Is this the drop shot? It's called. Yeah. So yeah, the ratios average just over four. So for two hundred and fifty gamer score, you get over a thousand TA. It's they're really simple, but I think quite a lot of people, you know, played free trials of it and not got the actual yeah, game. Yeah, finished it. So there's a, basically a very nice, quick, and easy thousand TA for you there. Yeah. Um, Probably less than honest, an hour. That, shouldn't drop too much more either because looking at Aquadome, Aquadome was a title update too, and that's only that's a 700 TA still. That's been out okay. for a couple of months. So cool. Um, and Dave, you've been playing Walking Dead. Yeah, episode, episode three came out early this week. This is probably becoming sort of like my favourite series that they've done, Telltale. Wow. Um, I think Mark really sums it up really well. They normally kind of like the middle episode is like a bit of a lull and they kind of, you know, building for the end of the season. And it's always like, you know, yeah, yeah. steering yeah, you towards an exciting end. But whereas every episode's sort of like been really full of action and drama and the story's really good so far. So if you if you like the Telltale games, I definitely recommend playing this yeah, one. Cool. Um, I've been playing a few bits and bobs. I started Beyond Eyes um, last week, which you might remember is a it's a game um, sort of puzzle adventure game where you are 
playing as a blind girl, um, which is a really interesting mechanic. So you can't see very far in front of you at all. It's just like quite blurry. And um, as you move around, you, you hear things and your mind will sort of sketch what it thinks they are. And then quite often when you get close to them, they're not what you thought they were, which is quite interesting. Um, but the whole game, you're sort of trying to chase this cat that you've, you've become friends with at the beginning of the game um, and you sort of go out into the garden, the garden's massive but because you sort of gradually open up the world as you explore it, like, you know, in quite a lot of games where you go on the, as you explore the map, the map opens up and it mm-hmm. you can see where everywhere you've been. That This works in the same way but um, over time the places you've been also disappear so it's it's quite interesting. You can't move very quickly. I think um, it's I guess you'd call it a walking simulator in that in that regard. Uh, it quite frustrated me. I wanted to move around a lot quicker, but I guess I suppose it would be hazardous to uh, be running around if you were blind. So I kind of sort of understand that. Um, I'm halfway through the game. I've played three of the six chapters. It's quite enjoyable. I haven't. I don't, don't think it's brilliant, but um, it's an interesting concept, and um, it certainly uh, is is nothing like any other game I've played. So it does make you think how. Um, tricky your life would be if if you could only see in front of you that that distance. So it's sort of, I was going to say eye opening, but that's probably the wrong <laughs> wrong phrase to use. It's um, it makes you think. Um, I've carried on a bit with Mass Effect Andromeda. I'm enjoying it to a degree. In the back of my mind, I'm still seeing like glitches that I've just seen thousands of videos of. Um, I also don't think some of the dialogues. I just think the main guy is just a bit of a knob. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, not very not a very nice bloke. So it just seems like a bit of an idiot. Uh, and I think that's why I haven't really got into it that much. Um, but I will persevere and I'll, I'll keep on playing. I know you guys spoke a lot about it last week. So uh, Finally, I started Evolve, which is what was the game of the month. In fact, it might still be on now because I think it came on halfway through the month. Um, I played the two tutorial levels, which made me think I don't really want to play any more of this game. <laughs> so I probably won't, won't play much more of that. a bit but, of a bad um, taste, then. Yeah, it's just there was just so much to do in the tutorial. It was just like you play. Obviously, you play as the hunter, and there's a ton of different. I think the control scheme's a bit weird. There's a load of different controls to learn, and then you finish that, and then you're playing as the the four character team. Uh-huh. And there's achievement for playing as the monster, and achievement for playing the tutorial was the four players. And each of the four players has got three different attacks. They're all on different buttons. Uh, it's just honestly, it was just like wow, you have got to do so much stuff to get used to this. I think if you invested the time, but I was just trying to get quick gamer score, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't really invest my time. But um, it's free, check it out. Um, I'm sure there'll be people out there that enjoy it far more than I did. But I struggled a bit. With it. It was just, I just found the controls a bit clunky. Um, Jack, something that you've been playing this week is a yet another version of Minecraft. Yeah, yet another version. I'm waiting for the toaster edition to come out, but. Um... <laughs> Yes, I did last week, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, almost. Um, <laughs> On Wednesday, we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah, so I've been playing uh, Minecraft Pocket Edition Android. Um, so I'm a long-time Android user, but I'd never picked this game up for my phone. But I How much is it? It was £5. Okay. Um, but the amazing thing about it is, so I've got... Um, Minecraft on PC as well, so I can load up a game on my PC. It's kind of an achievement world with everything quite easily doable in it. And then I can connect via LAN to that using my phone. Okay, which so is that great. world then loads into your phone. Yeah, exactly. So then I'm playing on the world um, as versus well server, and I can just wander around and get the achievements I need. So, but it's nice. a really so- good game for the GTSC bonus this week. Which is oh, yes. A certain... Um, so GTSC, those of you sorry um, in it this week, uh, you'll know the bonus team bonus was for spelling the winners, the team name of the winners from last year, which were Gankers Reloaded, um, which basically you spell it by earning achievements that start with that letter, each letter of the word. So there's 15 letters, so you need 15 achievements, and you need them each to start with the appropriate letter. It's actually harder than it sounds, but. Um, Eventually, we, we managed to rattle through them. But there are a few games that contain all of the require, required letters. But, I mean, I've got it sort of five in game A and a few in game B. But, yeah, Minecraft has all of them, I think. Um, so if you start a new version of Minecraft, you can pick them all up. Um, that's it for what we've been playing. Let's talk about site news. So I've been wittering on about leaderboards for <laughs> forever. Yeah. Feels like I've been developing for months the whole of this year has been spent doing this stuff so um multi-genre system is now live 
we adjusted our thinking on it based on some feedback we got. So we were initially going to do the entire system based on community votes. So as a game uh, hits the site, we open up the voting. Um, or any uh, genre that it gets more than 50% of the votes for, then those get applied to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that led to... You can only vote if you've played the game, obviously. Um, that led to some inconsistencies, not only between... Uh, games that are part of the same series which have the same mechanics because obviously people don't necessarily play all of the games of a series so you have a different set of people voting on Batman Arkham Knight to Batman Arkham City and even though the um, the game the core game genres are the same um, we ended up with slightly different results so one of them had beat em up in and one of them didn't I think mm-hmm. not only that which is annoying enough but also um games across which are basically the same game in different regions and different platforms were getting different results so at that point we thought okay this is not going to work we need to have some form of human input yeah Yeah, just a sort of validation uh just to make sure we've got consistency because we couldn't have you know the uh ultimate edition of arkham knight having different genres to the regular edition it just wouldn't it wouldn't make sense people would think that was ridiculous so we are now using the uh, community voting as a strong guide, but before genres get finalised on each game, it will go through a small genre team, and those guys have been through every game on the site in the last 10 days or so, and just made sure they are consistent. We've also opened up a way for people to query genres, so if you disagree with uh, genres that are set for a game that you've played, there is a button on that game page now where you can say, uh, I disagree with the genre, that will take you through to a page where you can read any previous discussions on the genres for that game. Uh, hopefully that will make you un- or allow you to understand why they've been set the way they have. If you still disagree after that, you can um, register your disagreement in the thread and give your reasons for it. You need to provide reasons, obviously. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, I disagree with this and not tell us what you disagree with or why you disagree with it. Um, and that will then be read by the genre team and they will either do their own investigation or they will wait until there's a few people that have disagreed and then reopen the voting or if it's a nice simple case that they think it's been flagged wrong and their investigation agrees with you straight away, then we'll make those changes immediately. Uh, it has, considering how tricky a topic i don't even know the right word to describe it (laughs) how fractious a topic genres can be um the feedback on the new version of the system has been generally overwhelmingly positive Mm -hmm. there are people that are complaining about odd games here and there but that's why we built the disagreement system in so you can hopefully um get those changed if you disagree strongly about them but um i think it's been a reasonably good success it's made a lot of um, sense. Games don't fit into a single... A lot of games don't fit into single genres anymore, so it makes much more sense for us to be able to categorise them by multiple genres. And, uh, yeah, so I want to say a big thanks to the genre team who we put together at very short notice and have done an amazing job um, in a very short space of time to go through all those games and, and get them consistent. So big up to them. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to everybody that voted. Um, when, As I say, when games hit the site... They will be open for voting for two weeks beyond release date. So please vote for the genres that you think those games should have if you are playing them. It will be massively beneficial for um, the genre team um, to, to guide them in their... In yeah, their and it also means if um, we get some good uh, good base votes initially, stuff doesn't shift around that much in the future, or isn't like more likely to shift around in the future, which is better for the exactly. leaderboards overall. Oh, someone said leaderboards. Let's talk about leaderboards. <laughs> That's a good so, segue. <laughs> the back of, yeah, off the back of the genres changing, all of the leaderboards functionality needed uh, rewriting in the on the site. So they've been off for a couple of weeks now, uh, longer than I first envisaged. But as I say, we, we made changes to the genre system to get consistency there. It didn't seem worth building all of those leaderboards and then having all the games jump around. So we have rewritten them from the ground up. This is good in lots of ways. We actually have more leaderboards now than we did before because we've added some complexity where we have multiple uh, multiple genres. But at the same time, we've removed some of the previous uh, differentiators between leaderboards that weren't particularly helpful. So we used to take apps um, out and build a set of leaderboards for all titles across the entire site, including apps and games. And then we'd also build leaderboards that were just the games. So we were effectively building everything at least twice. 
which is crazy, really. Apps are having their achievements deprecated anyway. Everyone's moving to UWP, which can't have achievements for apps. So it seems very, you know, crazy for us to add double the complexity and double the um, time it takes and slow down everything on the site just because of a few apps. So they are now all included in the in the builds. Um, we've simplified the platforms now. We used to have XBLA as a separate platform, which of course it isn't. It's just a type of game that's on the Xbox 360. So uh, that's changed. We've moved uh, XBLA to its own game property. So we now build game properties too. So we've still got the XBLA leaderboards, but we've now also got ID uh, Xbox leaderboards just containing ID games. And we've also got Connect required leaderboards back because we got rid of them. Um, so actually we're, we're now building slightly more leaderboards than we were before. Um, but they are probably 80% faster, as in they take about a fifth of the time now to render. Uh Um, Rather than taking six hours to build, they're now building in three. Uh, We've mapped all of the old tracking bots to the new system, um, and we've managed to move 99.8% of the 70-odd thousand tracking bots that we had over to appropriate new boards that match what they were before. Um, so if you were tracking Xbox One action adventure leaderboards in Germany, uh, we've automatically moved those over to the new Xbox One action adventure leaderboards in Germany. If you were track, there were some um, subgenres that were made up of effectively two genres. So action RPG, um, we've moved those as well. And having looked at the game counts across the two um, systems. So, for example, Action RPG on the old system and Action RPG on the new system, most of them have very, very similar numbers of games. Obviously, there's been some games come out since um, we started doing all this stuff, but within, like, two or three games for 90% of the boards. So, it's been a massive success. Those leaderboards are much faster now. You can share them. You can track them as before. There's some nice, funky share functionality. If you click on the Find Me button on a board that you are on... um, you'll see a little share button. First of all, it'll find you, and then you can click on the little share button to share your position, uh, and it will link back to your exact position on that board. It's pretty nicely done. Um, So, yeah, uh, it's been a labour of love. I was going to say love. Is it labour of love? Labour of stress? We were in the office (laughs) till like 11 o'clock last night working on it, and I was in in the office at 7 this morning carrying it on, but I've just put the final... Stuff up now, so a final nail in the coffin for it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I think we are done. Um, So thanks to everybody. Thanks to Jack for helping me with all that stuff because it's been a nightmare. Thanks to everyone's patience in the community uh, for putting up with us having leaderboards off for so long. But they are much quicker and I think better. We've got nice new headers on them all now. They look really smart. We we wanted to do it right, so it's taken longer than we expected. But it's just a rabbit hole of development. You change one thing and a million other things break. There are so many places where the leaderboards and the genres were integrated into the Mm. site that we've had to do a lot of, make a lot of changes. There are probably still places that we've forgotten about. So if you do spot any, please let us know and we can uh, hop on those. Cool. Um... I just want to quickly mention TA Playlist. Uh, the first month starts tomorrow, mm-hmm. 1st of April, um, with Alan Wake. So if you haven't played Alan Wake or you've played it to completion or you've played it and didn't finish it, this month is the time to go back and revisit that game. Uh, you can pick it up dirt cheap now. There's going to be a huge hub that goes up tonight. Hopefully, <laughs> it might be some early hours of tomorrow morning, depending on how long it takes us to finish it, uh, which will contain a load of stuff about the TA playlist itself, and um, you can post game clips and all sorts of other jazz to it. So uh, we're really excited about it. Mark's been working really hard on it with the rest of the the news guys on that. So um, please join in. I've joined in. I am. I, I think I got it free with um, Quantum Break. I didn't own it before, but um, I started it last week just to test some of the functionality for the hub. Uh, but I will definitely be playing the rest of that. I really enjoyed the first half an hour, hour I played of it. It's pretty spooky, mm-hmm. as you'd expect. Uh, but yeah, really enjoyed it. I'm definitely going to finish that if I can during April. And please join us, because I think there will be um, credit given to those that are joining in with this stuff, either in the form of a badge or some other stuff. And if you have interesting thoughts about it, please post them. Uh, in the threads because the guys will be reading out the uh, best content uh, provided by the community during their new podcast which will let you know um, more about when we I guess it will be at the end of April that the first one comes out 
Um, yeah. So we'll let you know more about it closer to the time. Okay, let's move on to regular news day. Oh, <laughs> hang on a minute. It's a while since I've heard that noise. Um, you know what that means? We're giving away a game. <laughs> yes, it's a day. It is Ghostblade HD. Ooh, a good game. So you've been playing that this week, haven't you? Yes. There are... Well, you read out the code and then I'll tell you the good news about it. Okay, so uh, the code is MHDJ4X42RD-CM3C7X4Q22DWC4Z. Brilliant. Okay, now what I was going to mention is Jack's found a... A uh, very handy little trick when trying to get the achievements in this game. So first of all, when we played it, we didn't realise that the normal fire button, uh, which you would normally press A for, for shooting, which does shoot, uh, is not as powerful as pressing X, which is a far better fire button. That's trick one. <laughs> trick two is that you can start a two-player game, immediately kill your second... Your first, first player. Your yeah. first player... Um, have him die, so you need two controllers plugged in. Have player one die, and then none of the enemies will shoot. Don't continue the game when player one dies, um, but player two will continue anyway, um, and no, none of the enemies will shoot you. <laughs> so you can fly through the five levels, uh, which is, this is probably going to decimate the uh, TO race. <laughs> yeah, cut this bit out. We don't want our GTS to go down. So you can actually rattle through the... Um, the whole game, which is five levels, relatively easily, uh-huh. uh, even on hard, um, using using that trick. So check it out, and good luck to anyone who tries to get that. It's a good game. Um, big news of the week, Dave. Yeah, so uh, Destiny has been a hot topic this week. So uh, in the original Destiny, we've got uh, Age of Triumph has come this week. Uh, adds the kind of normal stuff that you'd expect for a Destiny update, all the um, raids and all that kind of good thing. Um, probably even bigger news though is that we expected it was coming anyway but Destiny 2 is uh, was announced the trailer was shown for it and we also got the pre-order page appeared already on xbox.com amazing um, yeah the pre-order stuff revealed a few interesting bits didn't it there is an early access beta if you pre-order yes. mm-hmm. and also it mentioned uh, the size of the game so you need a minimum of 68 gig which is pretty hefty. Yeah. And also, um, it mentioned a tentative date, didn't it, uh, Jack? Didn't it mention uh, well, September? Well, the official date has actually been announced now. It's September oh, we got a release date, yes. Yeah. September. So it did mention a tentative date a couple of minutes before they announced it. <laughs> Gave us the real yeah. date. Yeah. So that's pretty good news. It's not long to wait. Only six months um, for you if you are a Destiny fan. And I, people that love Destiny absolutely love it. So I mm-hmm. imagine there'll be pretty uh, quite a lot of takers for that. Um, next thing, Dave, we got um, well, there the was rollout. A, there was a question regarding Destiny as well. Oh, yes. From uh, at Cooper001 on Twitter. He asked, if Destiny 2 is confirmed for PC, which it has been now, uh, how do you think the PC crowd will respond to Sony's exclusive content until fall 2018? Okay, so the exclusive content that they get is that is it actually exclusive or is it just early? I think they get it early because it's like they've got the marketing deal, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's in a similar way to the Call of Duty stuff. Yeah. They get it like a month before. Um, back in the day, this wouldn't have been a problem because you you didn't really get on social media and when stuff came out for your platform, you'd go and get it for your platform. But I guess now, if you're a big player of Destiny, it's going to be slightly annoying if you're going <laughs> to see it playstation guys playing it i don't know what the overlap is between people with pcs and and people i mean pc gamers tend to sort of cluster with other pc gamers don't they a bit more they probably don't talk to ps4 games exactly uh they probably look down their nose at the uh, the old ps4 guys um i don't think it would affect them did destiny one come out on pc i don't even know if destiny one was on pc this might be a, effectively a brand new franchise for the pc no, I don't think I don't think it was available. Um, if if anything, from a kind of development point of view, it might make it better for the guys on PC because it's almost being tested early yeah. on a console at that point, so they can fix all the bugs and uh, 
make it better, make sure it's what it should be when it releases on PC. So they're going to get a better end product, but just a little yeah. bit later. But I mm-hmm. don't know if other people will share that opinion. No. They might just do like um, some games where it's like a console exclusive first. Mm. So PC gamers still get it, possibly. Yeah, I, I don't, don't actually know what the exclusive is. So it says until fall 2018, um, which is spring. No, it's autumn. Wow, yeah. so that's a year away. Over a year away. I don't know what that exclusive content is. That's it's probably a character like skin. Or... <laughs> yeah. One character skin. Yeah, okay. <laughs> or maybe four. Um, okay, I don't really know this is the answer, but um, if they really want it, they can get a PS4. Imagine that if you had a PC this time next year, how good the graphics going to be on it? Though you're going to, it's going to perform an awful lot better than uh, a PS4 would. Well, Even a PS4 Pro. We'll have Scorpio. It's going to be better be than the up to us. Yeah, yeah, probably. Of course it is. Um, okay, next bit of news. Yeah. So the update that we've had in preview for a while has now rolled out to everybody. Uh, so the totally new dashboard. Which I, yep. I I think is quite nice to be honest. I like it now. I got used to it. Yeah, it took a bit of getting used to, but everything seems a lot easier to access uh, now. Double, you can double tap the home button. That's a little hint uh, to get to my. Is is it to get to home? Because you press home now and it brings up a side menu, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think you double tap it and it takes you straight to the dash, the home dash. Well, uh, it, do, it does things there. like now when you when you do it, like it, when you used to bring up the the dash in the past, the game would still run underneath, wouldn't it? Whereas it like pauses your game completely now. It's like a thought. It's like more like the old dashboard on the 360. Well, I think they're they're sort of getting rid of the the snap. Well, we know they yeah. get rid of the snap stuff. So I guess that's a similar thing. They they want more of the juice available. Because obviously, if you're running snap, you've effectively got two out two programs running side by side plus the OS. I think it was just too much strain. Well, the OS is split into two chunks anyway, isn't it? And it has kind of an intermediate, a middle layer between the two. So the apps run in a completely different section anyway. But they might have, um, I suppose, taken some memory away from that. Well, yes, section. I think they have yeah. taken a lot of that away. Um, and another big thing on it is obviously Beam. You can now stream Beam. to Beam. Um, so Hooray for Beam. Check out our Beam channel. Hopefully there should be a lot more people jumping onto Beam now. I think you'll like it if you were yeah. streaming to Twitch well, previously. I've seen a couple of uh, bits and feedback on social media and um, people just saying, I'd never used Beam before. I've used Twitch in the past, but the Beam app on the Xbox is miles ahead of a Twitch app. And yeah. People are oh, liking the experience. Okay. Good. I think it, is, it, is it built into the Xbox One, uh, the Xbox yes. app on the PC? Beam as well, I think. Ooh. The Xbox app on the PC, I'm not sure about that. I think so. Think so. Sure. I'll have to check. Uh, next bit, Marvel's Guardians of the... God, this is the easiest title. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series. Uh, episode, <laughs> episode one. One has been dated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have to make our game field longer in the, uh, <laughs> the days. Um, it's going to be coming on April the 18th, so not long to wait for that. That's... Seems to have come pretty quick, considering it only got revealed like at the yeah. The that's the one that had amazing awards. screenshots. It looks fantastic. Yeah. yeah but that's uh, uh, four dollars ninety nine as usual. So that's you know what okay. it'll be on sale a week after, won't it? If yeah. it's, uh, yeah. it's kind of <laughs> Dave's experiences, <laughs> absolutely. Um, <laughs> this week, uh, WWE Two K Seventeen is uh, free to play this weekend for gold members. I think. Okay, uh, is that not in the vault already? No, because that's um, 2K. That's not EA, it's 2K. Yeah, uh, but it's weird pop- if they put that in the I noticed it's showing on my ready-to-install thing like a couple of days ago, so... Okay. Uh, it's free until Monday, April the 3rd. With achievements? Yeah, I presume so. They normally okay. tend to work normally, don't they? Mm-hmm. And then last bit, another game that's doing a lot of um, support for free post-release Titanfall 2. Uh, the next batch of free content is coming. Uh, you're going to get a one of the old maps from the original game called Colony, uh, some new weapons and things like that. But that should be rolling out yesterday. So if you're playing Titanfall, even more reasons to jump in and try the multiplayer. Yes. Um, and the game's on sale, actually. We just got a sale hit today. So you can get it cheap if you enjoy what you're playing. Um, back in pack news, Jack. Yeah, so Big one. Had, uh, yeah, 
couple of big ones this week. So yesterday we had Far Cry 3 uh, hit, which is uh, a game I started ages ago and I need to get back into, so I think this is going to be the kick I need to right. actually try and finish it. Um, lots of hype around that going back and back. And on Tuesday we had Army of Two and Soul Trio Solitaire <laughs> go back and back. Good. Excellent. Enjoy those. Mm. Um, let's quickly talk about next week's streams. We are streaming The Inner World today. It's not next week, it's today. Uh, and on Monday we're playing. We're streaming Punch Club. Uh, we are also going to stream, I think we're going to try and stream uh, Air Guitar Heroes for Connect mm-hmm. uh, one day next week. So we're going to have to juggle around our streaming um, sort of area yeah. yeah, in order to get our uh, beautiful bodies uh, into view so that could be quite a laugh if you want a laugh <laughs> check that out uh, we'll know more uh, about the games later today when we get the list through from ID that are coming out next week oh questions of the week yeah so uh, question of the week from Dave McManus on Twitter um, he asks uh, scrolling through my list of locked achievements sorted alphabetically I noticed nine called best of the best what is the most common achievement name, i.e. appears on more lists, and how does this differ if I exclude region platform variants? Okay, so this will surprise people. It certainly surprised me when I had a look. <laughs> so I just had a quick search in the database and got the top 20 um, most common achievement names out. And the most common one is, almost all of these are single word ones, which I suppose is, is mm-hmm. what you'd expect, but the, the most common one, which has 117 different instances... So there's 117 games with an achievement called Untouchable, which is I thought was pretty pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, second highest, we have 106 Collector achievements, which I suppose is, is relatively uh, obvious too. And we have 94 Survivor achievements. There's 84 called Veteran. I imagine the Call of Duty ones are uh, in there somewhere. Uh, we have 76 called Explorer 75 called Treasure Hunter, the first one with two words, and 75 called Perfectionist. Uh, 70 called Team Player, and 63 called Unstoppable. I'll post the rest, uh, or Dave can post the rest of them into the um, show notes. But it was I found it pretty interesting that there's 117 games that all have the achievement untouchable. I guess people aren't as... Um, devs aren't quite as... Uh, inspired when they try and name their <laughs> achievements as you'd want them to be but um yeah interesting good question really good question we'll do some proper analysis on this um further down the line i think thank you dave oh dave wins something yeah i'll, I'll get in touch with him on twitter to give him a game a game another <laughs> great name um ian triplo said i asked if microsoft gave you all the gamer tags would you scan them what Might it do for TA ratios, or is it too hard for scanners? Um, It would be wonderful to do this, but yeah, there's various uh, issues, mainly around data storage. So the Tour Achievements database is currently around a terabyte in size, uh, which is obviously pretty massive. And we know from the Xbox 10 years... No, 15 years of Xbox Mm -hmm. um, stories that Xbox did... <clears throat> at that time, they had 32 billion achievements unlocked. Uh, we have 3 billion? No, 1 billion. We know we did a billion because we did a big story about it. We have 1 billion unlocked. So we have a third of all the achievements unlocked stored in our 1 terabyte uh, database. You, do you mean 30 second? Yeah. Or... Uh, 32nd, yes. yes. Thank you, Jack. Yeah, not a third at all. Um, so just on the achievements alone, we would need to, uh, well, multiply up by 33, and then you'd want some room <laughs> for any more that came in. Um, so just on a sheer volume of storage and calculation and everything else, uh, we couldn't do that on our little setup. It's not little. It's got like <laughs> six reasonably hefty servers. Well, but, we'd need um, a way more industrial we'd setup. We'd need a ridiculously... Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean... Uh, servers that would cost 20 times the the revenue that the company brings in to to pay for so it's um infeasible there's all sorts of other um complications around it as you say the scanners would be you know we'd need 33 more who can convince 33 um, times CERN to uh change focus stop yeah, looking for maybe particles we, and start looking for achievements so it's really just a, a case of um resources why we 
why we couldn't do it. I mean, we could spider the game attacks because we can pull everybody's list of friends, so we could we could effectively spider our way through the whole of Xbox Live um, eventually if we wanted to do that. But we we don't really um, because we can't afford it. <laughs> but the site would slow down to a crawl as well. If you, I mean, we got our um, our achievement table obviously has a billion rows in it, but with thirty three billion rows in it, it would be even slower than it is now although we you know it's reasonably fast it powers the entire site and it's it's not too bad so good question but yeah unfortunately it's not it's not feasible okay and then adam on twitter asked so many releases each week great for achievement hunters but overwhelming for the average gamer can the market sustain this good question um there are an awful lot i think we had 10 id titles come out this week yeah which is a lot um, can the market sustain it? It's a good question. People aren't buying them at huge levels. It doesn't look like anyway. If you look at the number of people on TA that are playing some of the titles, um, there's you know they're in the low hundreds. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the the good thing is you imagine that most of the developers that are putting some of the um, some of the ID titles out, they're just ports effectively of, of existing games. So the development time and cost wouldn't be particularly big for those those teams Mm -hmm. so in that regard i guess the devs are not going to go out of business (laughs) we'd hope not anyway um assuming they've got a successful game already um can the market sustain it is the question i don't know the pricing isn't ridiculous for a lot of the games i mean some of the stuff like the ac neo geo stuff they were like seven pounds ago that seems way overpriced for me Uh, if they were two quid ago i'd get all of them um but because they're relatively easy gamer score, I don't know. I mean, the, the, I think the market will will splinter. You'll get the vast majority of gamers as they do now that play the AAA games that they're they're excited about and want to play. You'll get the more uh, adventurous gamer, like I guess we'd count ourselves amongst that. That will try some of the ones, the ID titles that look much more interesting. Stuff like Snake Pass, Candleman. You know, there's been a there's been a, a load of gems out there in the last. Um, year of ID, and then I, I I don't know who that market is for the for the people that are buying the the less exciting I don't know how to phrase them the slightly less exciting um, ID mm-hmm. titles. Um, I don't know who those people are because you'd imagine there's quite a lot of free codes given out for the, even the ones that have like a hundred players. I wonder how many of those have actually bought those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Um. So I don't know. It's interesting, but I, I guess market forces will determine, you know, what which of those developers does well and then make goes on to make a second game. And you got to think as well. Some of the the ID games are like being made by one and two man studios. So mm. what would they actually need to make? Maybe two hundred copies at fifteen quid is is actually good money for the time it takes to develop it or something. You don't know. Yeah, I mean, if it's a brand new game from scratch that they're bringing out just for. ID, I imagine that obviously the development would be considerably larger, but you'd expect that a lot of the people that make these games, they're more of a labour of love than trying to make millions of pounds out of them. Yeah, I think that a lot of it is hobbyist, isn't it? Some exactly, of the stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, for example, Gimme 5, I know that was one guy, wasn't it? Yeah. And that was a Windows 10 release. Um, it was already out on Windows 10, so it was kind of porting the code over, I imagine, and getting Which it Which is trivial. Yeah, if it runs on Windows because it's the same OS underneath. So, but I imagine it's gonna um, he has a day job. I don't think that would be. He would have put like banked all of his cards on that. So I hope he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> his uh, family are homeless. Um, good question, though. Thank you very much. Um, we did get more questions today, but we are really pushed for time, so we were going to save some of those for next week. So thank you if you sent in your questions. Um, let's talk about new games lists. Uh, we've had. A few. We've talked about um, all the ID stuff we've played, so let's skip over those. But what other ones have we got this week, Jack? Um, we had another ACA Neo Geo, the King of Fighters 95 hit, same achievement list as before. And we had Anoximia. <laughs> Anoximia, yeah. 22 achievements <laughs> for 1,000 gamer score. And a difficult name to pronounce, and Aero with two A's. Go with Aero. Yeah. <laughs> 66 achievements for a 1,000 gamer score. Uh, late shift with 20 achievements. Use your words with 22 achievements. And finally, a little... I think we knew this was coming, but I 
don't know Sweet. if we knew it was going to get achievements or not, but Minecraft no. Apple TV edition. So finally, the poster edition we were hoping to get. Yeah. So, Apple. T- this is the first Apple TV game that has achievements, mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware. So we now have a new platform uh, to store, which is wonderful. We won't be building leaderboards for <laughs> Apple TV titles. So before I get hundreds of questions about it, um, I guess this just continues Minecraft's spread onto every single device yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. Kettle Edition coming next week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything you could ever want. Uh, Apple TV, you can buy. I know because my friend's got one. Uh, you can buy a controller for. So it wouldn't. I mean, as soon as I thought, I was like, "How on earth would you control it?" But then I remembered. You I don't know how much grunt it'd have as a device because TV. It's obviously. Well, you're running it on your phone. Well, well, I was running on my phone, but my phone's pretty uh, incredible. <laughs> uh, not to brag, but my my phone's definitely got more grunt than an Apple. Well, I'd imagine it'd have more grunt than an Apple TV. I don't think it takes a lot of grunt to run Minecraft. Okay. I suppose they um, it's probably C plus plus now anyway, not Java, so that helps. Okay, <laughs> good. Nice, nice one for our non-technical listeners there. Um, DLC, we got quite a few lists. Three, yeah. Three big ones, anyway. So we got Mafia 3, and that had the Faster Baby DLC, um, with 10 achievements for 320 gamer score. I think um, campaign wise, it's, from what I've read on Treasy's feed, it's about 60 <laughs> to 90 minutes for completion, and he's currently waiting for his marijuana to grow. <laughs> <laughs> Is that in the game? Or? Yeah, that's in the game. Wow. Okay. Uh, and we had two new packs for Dead Rising 4 hit. We had the Super Ultra Dead Rising 4 Mini Golf. 16 <laughs> achievements for 250 awesome, gamer man. score. And Frank Rising, uh, 17 achievements for 250 gamer score. So. Cool. Big ones. Mm. Excellent. Right, we are going to cut it there because we have a million and one things to do today. So uh, thanks for joining us today. We'll be back again next week when we'll have considerably more time to talk because uh, we will be less pushed. Um Get yourselves a copy of Alan Wake and join us for TA Playlist next week. Thanks for joining me today, Dave. Thank you, Jack. And thanks for listening at home. And we will speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.